Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, what's going on, guys? For the uh, 12th time in the last... Uh... 24 hours we're uh, we're here bringing you a garden report uh, we were supposed to stop hop on a little earlier today but we kind of waited it out to see if there was a little bit more activity or anything brewing on the Celtics front as you know uh, we jumped in earlier today um, after the Celtics made a trade for um, this guy uh, Mike Fiscala from the Thunder uh, they got him for Justin Jackson a couple second round picks so virtually nothing um, there is a belief among many, and it's not, uh, it's, I think it's reasonable that this is the only thing the Celtics are going to do. Uh, trade deadline is now 19 minutes away. Obviously, you're still going to get a lot of news that trickles in after the fact. But at this moment in time, we are very close to the trade deadline. Celtics still have pieces they could move in, in Danilo Gallinari and Peyton Pritchard. Um, they have a first-round pick they could toy with if they wanted to in 2025. Not a lot really else in terms of assets unless they're to take a big swing and try to trade somebody like a Grant Williams or a guard or something like that. So uh, that is where we are at, Bobby, uh, as we're kind of approaching here. There's a bevy of other deals that have gone on. Some of them definitely um, uh, definitely uh, involve people that the Celtics might have been interested in, one of them. Uh, Mo Bamba, his name was mentioned. He's a big. He's going to L.A. Patrick Beverly is gone. Uh, Lakers get rid of the Beverly and Westbrook um, headaches or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's one that happened recently. Uh, did we get Bay? Bay and Wiseman happened as well. Yep. Bay redirected to Atlanta, who sends five second round picks to Golden State for Wiseman uh, going to Detroit. Again, amazingly, something in the neighborhood of 75 uh, second round picks have been traded today. <laughs> Is that um, the real number? No, but it's unreal. <laughs> I think some teams are just making it up. You know, it's just funny money. Like I'll give you four and like the, the teams aren't even like doing research to see whether they even have it's that. It's funny. Many. You always, you always willing to move those like nothing. And then you're like, what? Oh, we're out. <laughs> That's where and the then, Celtics kind of are now. Yeah. Then you hear like, oh, the Celtics are trying to get back in. But you know what though? Those things are ridiculous because some teams will sell them, you know I mean? So you can get back in there if you really, really, really want to. And some teams do try to get in uh, because they need some cheap roster filler. But at the same time, I mean, you're getting now quite a few you know there's so much talent right now uh you know undrafted free agents you're finding you know useful players there as well so again i'm not sure how valuable um you know uh how valuable that that stuff is so again bobby as we're getting closer and closer of course the safe the safe thing to say is no 
they're not going to do another deal. But what do you think? Yeah, I think they're done. I said that when we were at our last show. They don't have much to offer. Guys around the league. Houston moved. Rockets acquiring John Wall. I missed that one too. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. That was the uh, Eric Gordon deal. That was the Gordon one. Yep. Okay, yep. so Gordon's another one mentioned. Uh, John Wall just being passed around like friggin', you know, whatever. He'll, he'll be bought out. I and believe be Danny, out. Yeah. Danny Green in that deal as well from Memphis. I'm not sure how they got involved in that, but he's heading to Houston and he'll – I'd imagine be bought out as well. So a uh, growing buyout market forming uh, for sure. Bigger one than usual. I've said, look out for Kevin Love. See what happens there. Yep. Uh, these things usually come together pretty quickly. Reggie Jackson goes back to Charlotte in that Mason Plumley deal. So I'm assuming he'll be hitting the market as well. He's had a rough year. Uh, with Where the are you, what's going on with Utah since they made their first deal? They're not taking seconds. <laughs> Nope. Know that, yeah. No five, no five second round deals for for Danny. They did their work yesterday, of course. Yep. Uh, trading Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt for uh, Westbrook's contract, and that buyout should be coming. So add Westbrook to the list. I'd imagine he'll be on the move too. Uh, Clippers address their point guard position mildly with Bones Highland picking him up today. I don't know if that's a starting level move for them. So I still think Westbrook's in play for uh, the Clippers as well as the Bulls, uh, who did, I guess, start to talk to the Knicks today about Levine. Uh, asking price seems too high to make me think that's going to happen. Right. But again, asking prices aren't real things. Asking prices are, if I pretend this is what it's going to take, is somebody dumb enough to pay it? Um, <laughs> I don't believe those are legitimate asking prices. It's like the Jakob Pertle multiple first-round picks. Like, yeah, you knew that wasn't it. You knew that one would get it done. And honestly, like if you or I can read the market on something like that, most savvy NBA personnel types can as well. So they know what the actual price is, not the sticker price. Um, and, you know, I think most teams knew if they ponied up a first, they could have gotten Pirtle uh, there. Um, and that's what it that's that's what they were looking for. Um, but the Celtics are holding on to their first. And again, this is kind of where we're at with it. What they've been willing to trade are second-round picks, Gallinari, Pritchard. They still got the players. They've dealt two second-round picks. They got themselves Mike Muscala. I don't believe that they are super interested in trading anything else unless they felt they were getting uh, like a really, really, really dynamite player. So that's where we're at, Bobby. I don't know what else you can pick up for what remaining. What do they have, one second-round pick to play around with if they wanted to and a first in 2025? That's about it. Yeah, and then you have distant seconds. Uh, you distant yeah. first. Can't imagine they'll move on from those. You can't trade twenty fours. We've talked about. They they have what they have at this point. Now the Gallinari disabled player exception gives them a nice boost in the buyout market. They have an open roster spot, which helps. It does look like helpful players could become available. They'll just have to decide that they like the role that they could have in Boston and the situation here, which checks off, of course, with their contention status. So can you go get a Kevin Love? Can you go get a Will Barton, um, Danny Green? Those are the things we're talking about at this point. I know. I feel like if somebody says Will Barton's name like five or six more times, I may fall asleep like on the spot. Like <laughs> I'm just I'm so tired of hearing it. Well, this um, is what happens again in the bio. What was it a couple of years ago? Greg Monroe, huge oh, yeah. hit, bio market edition. Everyone got excited about it, and then it was meh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So that's where we're at. So what we're going to do here, just to give you guys a heads up, we're going to hang out here through 3 o'clock, see if the Celtics do anything. We are now 13 minutes away from the trade deadline officially expiring. Of course, we know you can hear of deals up to an hour or so later that you had, you'd heard nothing about. Um, but more likely than not, once you get to 3, it's over. Um, and that is that. So, um, you know, that's what we what got do you right think now. of What do you think of Jay going to Milwaukee for all those seconds? Oh, so that's interesting, too. It's, again, it's kind of like what was the uh, – and that's we'll run through a couple of trades here. That's one of them. Uh, f- is that right? Yep. Five – I mean, he's against five-second rounders. <laughs> Unbelievable, know? huh? Um, so it's just, you know, like I said, it is funny money. I really kind of always thought the Jay Crowder market was pretty, um, you know, depressed. Um, I don't believe – most teams think he's what he once was. I think they know what they're getting. It's a body, you know, a three and D guy who's not necessarily exceptional at either at this point in their career was really never a great shooter. Um, and I think defensively now, uh, you know, a step slow to really be able to, to, to stick with, uh, you know, some of the better wings in the game. So, but a good bench player brings some toughness, the Crowder Tucker combo there. Oh no, Tucker's gone. I was thinking Tucker. That kind of replaces Tucker for them, right? Like the Crowder role. Yeah, a little depending bit. on what he can provide you. Not a yeah. great season from him last year. Doesn't play in the first half. I never think that helps a player. John Wall, Ben Simmons. We've seen that. Uh, so no, who knows what he shows up looking like? Uh, has he been staying in shape somehow? Uh, obviously not around the Suns to work on basketball and the system and all that. So this one could take some time. Might not work at all. Yeah, you know, I could see this being a complete flop. Uh, I, I think the interest in Crowder waned around the league, and that probably is what they're dreaming of here, right? Someone to relieve Giannis, someone to help them defend across the perimeter better than the small guards right. who were trying to guard Tatum and Brown last year in that series. Definitely a move aimed at trying to defend them. But does Crowder scare you as a Brown and Tatum defender at this point in his career? Not really. No. Low risk. Again- it's depth. It's depth. Well, risk, depth, yeah. You have guys, though, and this is what I'm sure Bucks fans get irked about here, and I am interested to see their reactions, by the way, to this. Jordan Noir, good player. Just a guy who, like Pritchard, got buried there, couldn't find his way. Pacers steal him in this deal. It's another guy yep. who's going to look good on the Pacers after not playing in another location. Marjan Bochamp. I thought a great pick for them. Hasn't played much this year. I know the fans have been irked there a little bit by them, by that rather, um, from uh, who's their coach again, Bud? Yeah. So, I don't know. Paid a lot. Like, I know we laugh at seconds, but five seconds, that's something. (laughs) Now, I know they probably have some seconds from other teams and stuff like that. Exactly. I, I don't know. That move doesn't do a ton for me, for them, I don't think either, but... It's worth a shot. They didn't have many moves they could make given the Drew Holiday deal and all the firsts that they gave up for that. Giannis, Middleton. It's all about Middleton there, right? Nothing else really matters. If he's healthy, they're a contender. If he's not, they're going to be, you're going to have to kill them to beat them, as we saw last year with the way Giannis plays. But yeah. they're beatable without Middleton. So that's all that matters uh, there. Seconds ago, uh, Blazers trading Gary Payton back to the Warriors. For five, for five second round picks. 
Wait a second. Oh, he he left in free agency, so he could yeah. be traded back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I I, I was I, I double checked this one to make sure I wasn't fake woged, and I was not. This is from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Blazers are trading Gary Payton this either back to the Warriors for five second round picks. So Joe Sway's gonna love that. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a great player he was for them. Makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Otto Porter leaving doesn't matter. He got hurt. But Payton leaving was a real loss for them. And he was a key yeah. to the finals. Once he, he came was. back, everything changed in that Most series. Key, you know, both of those guys uh, made contributions and uh, they, their loss was felt a little bit. You could see Golden State's on off. Golden State's numbers with their starting five uh, this year, early in the year before they started dealing with injuries, was off the charts good. And, 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 uh, the other numbers where they were one of the worst, they were the worst team in the, in the league. They weren't able to integrate any of the other guys. Really. Obviously they're having problems with Wiseman. They shipped them. They had a lot of guys. They wanted to kind of work in there into that second unit and they really didn't. Uh, so yeah, getting kind of an old reliable back here that was really good for them. Uh, definitely helps. Yep, and he's only played a handful of games this year after having abdominal surgery, just 15 with the Blazers after they signed him in the summer. Didn't work how they wanted it to. His last game, actually, against the Warriors um, yesterday. So yep. so he uh, he's going to jump right over that locker room, make the short trip to San Fran, and uh, move right back in with them. Had nine points, three yeah. rebounds, and, uh, so, and went yeah. over the Warriors. So where it gets overwhelming a little bit, uh, Bobby, is now keeping track of who got what um, in terms of... Uh, so he do nothing. Bucks add Crowder. Yeah. Raptors look like they're going to stand pat and keep, com- keep competing. Amazing, right? Yeah, and they, you know, I'm everybody got mad. But in that game a couple weeks ago, I said, uh, you don't want to see the Raptors round one. <laughs> you don't. So they're sticking around. Jakob Pertl, a nice addition for them, a team that didn't really have a center before that. Right. Uh, so they'll be in that playing mix, I think, if they can get it together here. Uh, and then who else is their competition in the East? We're talking Brooklyn, probably out of it. Yep. Um, Doing nothing, though, aside from training Crowder. So it looks like they're going to try to stay in the playoff race and compete. Knicks made a good addition in uh, Josh Hart. Uh, nothing that moves the needle immensely for them, though. Right. I'm forgetting a team. Philly stands pat, aside from moving Thibault. Um, Brooklyn obviously gets significantly worse. Cavs stand pat. Cavs so stand pat. Not much movement in the East. The West Nothing is where everything just started flying around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just kind of tipped. We were talking about how the East was so dominant, and the West couldn't keep up, and now obviously uh, you're 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 sending over, you know, uh, you know, Durant and uh, Irving over there, and there's a lot of star power out West. Other teams loading up. Uh, Lakers trying to make their move, obviously in that. Uh, in yeah, the, uh, so you have to think. Trade. You have to think Celtics, Bucks stay atop the East. Sixers, Cavs, Heat. Probably somewhere in that three to five range. So you got to include the Knicks as well. I'd say there. Nets probably fall into the playing range, and then in that playing range, you're probably talking about the Nets, Hawks, Bulls, and Raptors. Unless the Pacers can really rally after that Halliburton injury. Yep. So five, not too much changes. Five minutes, folks. Five, 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 five minutes left in the NBA trade deadline. Nary a whisper from Celtics land here and again. Uh, they made their deal, and the way I look at it, Bobby, isn't just they made the Muscala deal earlier today. They made their deal 
when they got Brogdon. You know, that's really what happened here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yep. They traded the 2020 for Brogdon. Uh, the legacy of the Schroeder tra- uh, edition, though, John, let me give you some. Let's give Schroeder his flowers. Comes to Boston on a mid level exception. Plays decently. I think he did what he could with that team last year, try to help them do that early stretch. I know he was a mad inning player, and I got as frustrated with him as anybody else. But you pivot at the trade deadline. Trade Schroeder for Daniel Tice, get a TPE back. You trade Tice for Malcolm Brogdon with a first. And now you trade the Dennis Schroeder TPE for Mike Muscala. Again, you've gone, you've literally added, you have to look at it that way. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, as you said, Gallinari, if he plays or doesn't play in Muscala. And On mid levels. What you had before was, you know, Ennis Cantor and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you know, and uh, Josh and Josh Richardson, you know, which who I uh, was a good player for them and was playing really well when he was. And where how'd they get State. Richardson again? The TP and, from Hayward, and, right? And Romeo and Neesmith, and you got Richardson, yeah, exactly on the TP with the exactly the TP. So they they flipped uh, they flipped that Hayward loss, which we thought they got nothing for years ago, and it's some pretty good stuff here. And credit to Brad Stevens, who it could have been worse, it could have been worse, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. continues to do a good job. Uh, the front office as a whole, I, I think just staying crafty. We didn't talk about Mike Muscala, John. And this is why I'm sitting here because we know that they're not talking about what they're going to actually do. There's a lot of stuff floating around, a lot of posturing around the league. They're not a big weak front office. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, who are we missing? I gave the grant trade every thought because I'm just waiting for something unexpected. And Mascala certainly was not on my radar. Good player. Thunder loved him. I think some people around the league were surprised he moved on that contract. Yep. But you might have ended up giving them a good second round pick. That uh, Yeah, so you, you might have given them a good second round pick that enticed them to get off him. And You know, your roster's looking pretty solid and versatile now. You have a big for every situation for the most part. Horford, Rob, Mascala, Cornette, and Blake. Blake's kind of that guy you can throw in there for a possession or two against a Embiid or Giannis, a guy that he can really front with his chest and stand strong and draw some charges against. Hit a couple threes if you need it. Cornette, great drop center. I think there's minutes for him there somewhere. Again, I've, I've cautioned you against that word great, Bobby, but that's okay. We'll let you do you. And uh, Mascala, I don't. Here's the thing about Mascala I was looking at his minutes, not a lot of minutes at the four at least with Oklahoma City. I got to go back a little further in his career, but if he's going to play alongside Horford, I guess that makes him the five and Horford the four. But it doesn't seem like he's a guy who would play the four next to Rob. So you're probably just talking about him being a bench center by himself and playing alongside Horford in spots in the second units. I I don't even see him playing next to Cornette, um, you know, given his... uh, 
you know, defensive stature and in the post, I don't think he's going to defend fours. He's going to defend fives. Yeah. Uh, not a great rebounder, but a great shooter for his position. One minute left, Bobby. One <laughs> great minute. shooter for his position and fits their offense. You know, they want to space the floor. And you could play him with Grant as well. Yeah. So, got to play with Grant, got to play with Al, got to play by himself off the bench in smaller lineups, which he did with the Thunder. 3.5 million this year, 3.5 million team option next year. So you can keep them. Great numbers, great on off numbers. Let me read those, John. I, I picked uh, no, them up. I love it when you I love it when you read to me. I, I'm really tired, so I could use a bedtime story. Read me some numbers, Bobby. So here you go. With the Thunder this year. Remember, a bad team. Yeah. 116 offensive rating ranked third on the Thunder. 106 defensive rating ranked first on the Thunder. Ooh. 84% free throw shooter. Uh, the Thunder scored 8.3 points per 100 more with Mascala on the floor compared to off. That's in the 94th percentile of the NBA. An opponent shot 3.2% effective field goal percentage worse, 92nd percentile. Overall, his on-off numbers were in the 96th percentile of the league. The Thunder outscored their opponents by 11 points per 100 possessions with Mascala off compared to on. I yep. with him on compared to off. Yep. And for what it's worth, and again, it doesn't really matter because <clears throat> deals can still go in after the fact. Um, the NBA trade then has officially expired three o'clock and uh, we are through it. Um, you know, it's not surprising that the Celtics haven't done anything though. Again, caveat, of course, it's still possible. What is again, amazing is that I, I feel like everybody felt, everybody th- said that the, uh, the Raptors would control uh, and dictate, you know, what happened at this trade deadline. And once they started kind of doing their stuff, everything else would trickle in after. Uh, and they never, they never moved. You know, they made a move. That's the story in the East, right? They stay alive. They stay alive, they but also they could have, they could have moved some real pieces around that really affected races. Cause again, they had, you're talking about moving OG or Siakam or whatever, even Van Vliet to places that would those guys would make huge differences and really could have swung the balance. Them staying pat is actually probably better for the Celtics. Sure, they're there among other possible nuisances uh, and other teams that they could play. And they still have some decent players and you know they just added Pirtle. But the reality is you would have been worse off if they shipped any of these players to any team that you really felt was more of a direct competitor. And it didn't happen. Yeah, the Knicks could have loaded up here and moved into that higher echelon with Zach Levine or yep. didn't uh, happen. OG. As of yet, it didn't happen. So yep. they're still a mid-tier team. They're a team you probably beat, though I think it'd be a rock fight in a series against them. Same with Miami. This tough team's knees. We already knew that, but not too much changed here today. Cavs, too. What's their biggest weakness? And I think they're probably the team that poses the biggest threat to the Celtics of any here, as I've said. They're missing a wing. Yep. They have no one to defend Brown and Tatum. So that's a huge weakness they didn't fulfill. And uh, you basically stand pat in the East across the board here. So you're still the prohibitive East favorite. And your chances improve by Brooklyn falling out of contention. You know, that's the one team at one point, Sean, when they won 18 to 20, I said they have that double big thing with Claxton and Simmons that can bother you. Of course, you respect the rant. Uh, Irving can't. Irving uh, can't hurt. So they fall out. 
Now, it's still a good team, but not a great team. They're probably a team you sweep or beat in five if you run into the Nets, if they even get out of the playing tournament. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, it, so, it is uh, the safest way to look at it. Again, assuming, you know, again, assuming uh, the Celtics are done for the day per Adams Himmelsbach, uh, Muscala added as a third big. That's it. They addressed that. That's all they did. Um, you know, we don't know if that's for sure, but it's coming from uh, Himmelsbach with the Globe. Uh, they're done. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Celtics are done. Um, so did they, and, uh, did they did they do enough? Probably not yet, but let's see what happens in the buyout market. Yeah, I like Mascala, as I said. I would have loved Pearl. I think that's yep. a bona fide big who would have been insurance for Rob, a luxury item for sure. And you send out Pritchard, so you lose at another position there. And you lose Gallinari uh, for next year. The cost would have been high. You probably have to amend that 2028 pick that you're sending out to them. You didn't even like giving up that pick in the first place, John. So you, yeah. you did something which you needed to do. I think it's helpful. It might not impact the playoffs. And it certainly, I don't think, impacts them if Rob or Al get hurt here. Uh, maybe Al. I know you said that earlier, John. There's a chance he could fill in for Al. But Rob, you, you're going to need Rob to win a championship this year, I think. And that's where we stood a week ago, a month ago, two months ago. I think we all looked at this team when they were struggling defensively without Rob and said, they need Rob. Now you look at them with him, you see how much how crucial he is. Like still that X factor on this team. And I think we can look at this season right now and say, if Rob's healthy, they're gonna win the championship. If he's not, I don't think they do. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no guarantees. I think what we learned about the Celtics, um, you know, last last really good team win notwithstanding, I really did love that second that that win against the Sixers. Uh what we learned is um they are not heads and shoulders, head and shoulders above the rest of the teams in the East, but they are better. Um, and so I still think they're the favorites, but I think after the first 25, 26 games of the year, I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll put myself in guilty right away. Uh, I was like, they don't play a meaningful game again until game one of the conference finals. Uh, and that's kind of how I felt then. I I don't feel as certain now. I still think it would absolutely be a disappointment if they don't get to the finals, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. Oh my God. How did they lose to blank uh, team? Uh, I, you know, I think now that Brooklyn is no longer a threat, I really think you're looking at, you know, really Milwaukee again is the main threat. Um, and uh, Obviously, you know, Philly can still factor in, though, after watching what happened last game. I, I don't know how you can feel that the Celtics won't be able to win that series if they're fully healthy. Um, I wouldn't say with ease, but certainly wouldn't scare me that matchup. And, um, you know, I, I know the Cavs gave him some problems. Yeah, it's a matchup concern. I, I don't see the Celtics losing that series. I, but nothing's beyond their own possibility. I don't think they're so good that they can just show up and win, uh, where it did look like that was the case in the uh, in the first part of the season where it doesn't matter what they do. Eventually, they're just going to step on the gas and just blow by, and that's it, end of story. 
that's why I loved offense above all else, Bobby, because that's the most demoralizing thing. You think of those Golden State teams, which is what they were playing like the the uh, the you know the heyday Golden State teams. Oh my God, we're close, we're close, we're close. Crap, we're down nineteen. How the hell did that happen? You know, they were just doing that to everybody, uh, and now it's a bit more of a of a dogfight where they got to really show up. They got to play team ball. They got it. They got to they got to really focus on defense uh, and do all of these things to be able to uh, to, um, to yeah. And you and passing. you have a real. You have a real deal finals team coming to you if you get there. I get you got to keep the Warriors alive if they're healthy. They should be in the play playoff mix. It's going to be a brutal grind for them to get to the finals. It'll be it's amazing when, when Phoenix get there. When Phoenix and Golden State play in the first round, that'll be great for everybody. Get one of them Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. And then you might have a Lakers Warriors playing again. Uh, it's, it's Thunder, tough team, could be in that mix going to be a grind out west more so than we thought dallas looks like they have potential uh, and then you're obviously getting you can't what the three seed kings unbelievably as well as memphis and denver who have proven all season that they're the standard of the west so there's some there's a tough team whatever team gets out of that rock fight out west is going to be tough uh, and then of course your toughest opponents are probably in the east yeah i will say yeah. i'm getting crap already again I, I bobby's don't know tired I'm, don't give him crap If you're the one seed, you're supposed to play a team you just walk through. Like, you could sleepwalk through that series and not have a problem. If we're talking about the Chicago Bulls with DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, who have blown you out twice this year, and the Raptors, who have taken you down the wire, and I know you were down, guys, those nights, but made you work every minute of that game you were in with them. Yeah, I mean, look, Knicks, Bulls, Raptors, among the teams that are in that play-in mix, as long as, and so is Miami, uh, you know, which is right above that line. I'm not any, saying they're going to beat you, John, but in that series those go teams, five, six games? But it is a Raptors-Bulls situation. I mean, yes and no. Of course it can, but it depends on health. It depends on a lot of different things but you're right i'm just i'm not not saying these teams are going to beat the celtics relax everybody but these are tougher teams than usual it just shows you how good the east is none of these teams blew it up so it's tough it's tough seeing these teams stand pat and these teams have played you tough this year all right maybe raptors they've played terrible all year i know they're capable of playing better than they have and they pick up a Jakob hurdle at the deadline they match up well with you all that length all that defense if they can figure something out the Bulls, we know they match up well with the Celtics, and that's when the Celtics were healthy in those games for the most part, probably missing Rob in in the early games there. So d- don't sit here and tell me that you're just going to walk through those teams like I'm nothing. Not, I'm not telling you that. Like, is it ridiculous for me to say this? They're tough teams for I mean, round one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's look, man. It's a, there's never been more talent than there currently is at the NBA. It's a salary cap league. Um, there's some really good teams. I mean, there are some years where you're a little more top heavy, where you have a very clearly defined one, two, three, four, and then almost five through 10 is the same. Um, and this is kind of one of those years where I really do think there's not a huge difference between um, some of these teams here. There's some really good teams, but I don't think there's a huge difference between, you know, Cleveland and Brooklyn. 
right now who are playing in at the four and the five as there are maybe Chicago and Toronto. Um, I, I don't think they're that big a difference in those teams. So you're right. I mean, if either of those teams could give a four or a five a run for its money, yeah, you're almost playing a second round series in round one. Good friend of the show, Matt Moore, checks in. What? So, uh, oh, hold Bobby, on. Here's, a, here's an update from Himmelsbach. According to a league source, Celtics are sending the Thunder their tw- their 2029 second round pick and the worst of their two second round picks this year in the Muscala deal. So that's what that is. Bobby, what were you saying? All right, I'm interested. Matt, Matt I'm, Moore checks in. What were you saying? I, yeah, I'm stuck. I, I'm stuck between those two things now, though. Matt Moore checks in on this. Says what? Bobby, have you watched them this season? Their fans have been begging the team to change things. This talk of Nurse getting fired. I understand they haven't played well. But I think they match up tough with you, and they're better than a typical eight seed. That's all I'm saying. Wait, is this Matt Moore, Matt Moore? Uh, yeah. Is this, is this on your Twitter? Yeah. Oh, you're responding to Twitter. I thought it was on the show. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, Bobby? All right, so I want to... F- I'm going to figure out something on this pick. Um, just give me a second here. but uh, I'll just stare at the camera. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 Any you, other deals intrigue you today? No, nothing. All small moves. Everybody made the same deal the Celtics made for the most part after the big splashes, you know. Um, you know, a Crowder here, a Bones Highland here, you know, second rounds, second rounds, get your Peyton. You're addressing the needs. Everybody got some – something close to what it is they thought they needed. Most teams only had room for one move. I know in Celtics land, you wanted the backup big and you wanted a wing doing two moves was going to be difficult. Um, You know, I think the Lakers certainly improved themselves over their deals with the last couple of days. And we know what Phoenix has come through is probably a, you know, a finals favorite, at least to reach it coming out of the West based off of what they did. Um, But the rest is a lot of these types of moves where, you know, can you give me something I need for a bunch of crap that I don't want? Um, or let me trade your underperforming crap for my underperforming crap because it fits my need. I need to get rid of this because I need to get under the cap. A lot of those types of moves right now. I don't think anything blows me away. You? No. And so on this pick, as, as Adam reported there, 2029 20, second of their own. So one of those distant, distant ones we talked about. Uh, and then... I'm still trying to figure this out, but that that trade this year, this is the one that I said was kind of enticing. The worst of Miami or Dallas's pick goes to um, goes to uh, the Thunder here. Yep. Though I think there was some way that if um, if if they if the Rockets fell to 33, as I said, that that could maybe convey to Houston so Bobby how 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 important is this do you want to do, the, ra- do you want to do this in silence do you want to do this yeah. in silence yeah so essentially you give up a pick this year that they own from another team from the Desmond Bain trade as well as a future future second that's that's the gist of it okay can you live with that yeah Great. While you're doing math, I'll tell people about one of our sponsors here at the Garden Report, Athletic Greens. You know about it by now, but you should go get yourself some if you haven't already, uh, especially if you've made some nice New Year's resolutions to uh, get yourself uh, back in better health. Uh, 
why go out and chase a bunch of different vitamins and supplements when AG1 just puts it all in one place for you? 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and what, Bobby? Adaptogens. Adaptogens. Thank you, bud. Uh, just want to make sure you're paying attention. Uh, in a little scoop, drop it in some water, down the hatch, you're done. Um, low calorie, uh, fits with all your diets, no sugar at all. Uh, everybody loves it. Highly recommended. Um, and again, we're going to make it even, we're going to sweeten the deal for you by, uh, saying, you know, here's a gift athleticgreens.com slash garden, one year supply, of vitamin D five free travel packs with your first purchase. Take care of all of your health needs, sleep, uh, recovery, focus, uh, your immune system, gut health, whatever have you. Make sure you go there, athleticgreens.com slash garden for that gift, plus our gift, uh, a free phenomenal t-shirt, which you can claim by filling out the form that is in our uh, show description. So once again, um, Celtics are done trading. Did they do enough? I don't know. Did they need to do anything? Maybe not even. They did something. Uh, they got something that fills a need. They got Mike Muscala. Um, right now, everything I hear from people who are quote unquote in the know is the Celtics are going to like this player more than they think they are Bobby more than more than some people think once they see him play and one thing I will say from a fit perspective if you just say if you put him in a vacuum and just talk about the player alone you know you're not going to knock anybody's socks off but based off a of fit here I think it is I think it's a really good fit for, for, for what the Celtics are doing and what they need yeah, for sure. And it's a guy who's okay being your ninth man on a championship level team, which was key. I don't think you could have gone and gotten a guy who wants to play big minutes. I think that was probably the biggest concern in going after Pearl out of his free agency is that he would have been in a small, small role compared to uh, what he was in in San Antonio and what he'll certainly be in in Toronto. So that's a factor there. You would have loved for them to be able to go get a guy as good and impactful as that. I think Mescala's rules uh, impacts going to be more subtle you know minor minutes fill in on nights when other guys are resting or out uh, playing alongside grant and horford off the bench and hitting threes so that three is going to have to fall for him to impact you i don't think he does a ton else as we've talked about not a banger not a big rebounder solid defender in oklahoma city at least uh, so he should fit into their system, whatever scheme they choose to use with him i have to dive a little deeper into what his defensive impact is but again Defensive ratings on everything, but if you're first in defensive rating on your team, you're probably doing something right. So, yeah. Mescal is a solid pickup. Not a guy I had on my radar. A guy you can keep next year. And you don't give up a ton for him. Second this year, as we said from that Desmond Bain trade, yep. uh, it'll be, it'd be the worst of all of those anyway. And then... A distant 2029 second round pick. So you don't give up a ton here. You give up Justin Jackson, who you're probably looking to move on from anyway, a guy who doesn't play in your rotation. And you keep a rotation spot, a roster spot open here for the buyout market. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm trying to pick up here, see if we have any other moves before we wrap here. Yeah, the Celtics appearing to be on us having spent a good amount of time talking about their first deal. We'll probably wrap in a little bit, but I want to linger just in case we see any other deals kind of cross. Anything cross your path here um, recently, and that includes Amit and uh, Tim, our uh, yeah, intrepid producers who are in the background here um, kind of tracking everything for us. Uh, what are we seeing right now? 
All right, we're going to take a quick time out to tell you about one of our sponsors here at The Garden Report, and that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. Skip all the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you don't have to worry about going through all of the same recipes in that recipe rut. You can just treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. No matter the lifestyle or your meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes to please everyone at your table from fit and wholesome to veggie to meat to fish to family friendly. You'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping out proteins or sides or even add a protein or a veggie dish. You can upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. And the pre-portioned ingredients make it so easy to just follow along with your recipe card, get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all of the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. Why do I like HelloFresh? Easy. Almost every meal I've gotten from there has just been a slam dunk home run for me and the entire family. Just last week, we dug into lean, mean chicken and greens. My wife and I are trying to eat a little healthier these days. And the tropical fish tacos were hit for everyone in the family. So what do you need to do to take advantage of this deal? Well, you go to HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. You will get 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. 65% off your entire purchase. It's a terrific deal, plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Not much. Keeping an eye out for the buyouts. But those could take some time, of course. And then, of course, everything needs to be finalized around the league at this point. But yeah, Woj saying Raptors never turned out to be sellers, adding Pirtle on deadline day. They'll make some harder decisions in the offseason. But Masai Ujiri and Bobby Wester tested and learned more about the value of their players. Yeah. That's definitely the surprise of the day that the Raptors stayed in the the race. They really slid. It never happened. Yeah, never happened. And who are your buyout guys? Wall, Westbrook, Danny Green, Reggie Jackson. That's the thing. There might be some interesting ones as well. You never know, right? Yeah. Somebody, I mean, some that, of the high-end guys we thought might slip out, Eric Gordon, Josh Richardson, not happening. And this is how it always goes, right? You end up with guys that you really don't want, but they're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, any other thoughts here before we wrap, Bobby? And again, um, Celtics make their move. Uh, they get Mike Muscala. That is it. They're done dealing for the day. Uh, we're off to the buyout market. And uh, we're, 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 you know, again, I think this is what was expected. You always want to see. I I don't root for moves necessarily, just for the sake of moves, Bobby. But when you make one, it's I you know if you're going to put faith in your uh, in your general manager to do something, and they do, and they make a bold move, you you tend to get excited about that. So it's always exciting when there's a move, even if it's one you're not necessarily sure about. I am curious if we hear in the next couple of hours or days. Um, if something uh, was close, you know, if they were, you know, the, 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 if we hear the Danny Ainge, you know, that we were close on a lot of stuff. Um, Cause that would be interesting. It'd be interesting to know whether or not they felt they really needed to take a bigger swing or they always kind of 
went about it in this way, which is now we're just going to kind of uh, fill in fill in the blanks wherever we can. Yeah, and the Jazz stay alive as well as you mentioned. Not do don't do it nearly as much as as it was possible. They could have done Olympic days. Uh, the um, who else were we talking about there? Like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley does move to Minnesota. I know they're excited about that, um, but they just keep it to that rush trade, and and that ends up being it for them around the edges. They kind of keep that roster the same, so there's still a team that could compete out west. But yeah, this deadline's more about the west, as we said, than the east. And um, you know, you you make a small addition here can still make a small addition going forward. If anyone else shakes loose, your competition didn't improve all that much. Uh, and I think the East is pretty much where it was the other day. That's it. That's what we got. Um, all right. We're going to say goodbye to you, but we do appreciate you guys jumping on multiple times. And that includes all the way back um, to last night with the Kevin Durant trade. Um, uh, and, you know, us jumping on a stream, uh, very, 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 very late in the night. So we do appreciate those of you who did uh, join us for that. Bobby, any thoughts? You let that one percolate for a day before we do wrap it. Yeah, I'm gonna go right up this uh, this Mascala stuff, and I yeah. think that'll be it for today. But nothing left on the no leftover thoughts on the Durant stuff in terms of that direction there, because Brooklyn's. I'm 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 kind of surprised there weren't more trades coming from Brooklyn today. Now that they're kind of all in with you know uh, rebuilding, maybe acquiring more picks, doing something else. I thought they might be a sneaky seller today after they did what they did, and they weren't. So they've got a really mismatched, weird roster right now that has a lot of players who are going to be fighting for time. I thought they might make a move, and they didn't either. No, uh, and. They probably tried. Ian yeah. Bigley reported that they looked around on Simmons before the Durant deal yeah. went down. No luck there, unsurprisingly. So that's they're gonna never try going to, to happen. Yeah, they're going to try to play Simmons as much as they can down the stretch here. I think Bridges and Johnson are nice pieces that'll probably start for them alongside Cam Thomas and a Nick Claxton. Uh, you have Dinwiddie, who was probably the guy I'm surprised more than anyone didn't move. Uh, though you could always bring him off your bench or start him, whatever it needs to be there. Uh, yep. But they're they got one foot in rebuild, one foot in carry this forward and continue to compete. And that makes sense, John, right? Because they don't have their own picks going forward. So there's no incentive to bottom out. Uh, this year, you probably could have dropped a little bit if you're them. So this roster is probably weak enough to fall into the playoff race, lose in the play, play-in, and then be a lottery team through that. But yeah. if you if you start to gel with this group and they make some progress and develop something, you can carry that into the future. And now you get a bunch of picks to work with as well going forward. And players who will still be valuable in the offseason. Yeah. Almost this whole roster signed except for Seth Curry. So that's probably yeah. another guy you're surprised doesn't hit the market there. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not surprised they didn't move on from Bridges or some of the more valuable guys that they have. Yeah. A crazy, wild, fun uh, trade deadline uh, with a, a zillion deals. Kyrie Irving kicking it all off. Uh, Durant, obviously the massive one last night. Um, just strange to see that much star power moved at the deadline. Really interesting. Another interesting thing is um, NBA offseason. Uh, I mean, NBA uh, NBA trade deadline absolutely blowing the Super Bowl uh, out of the news cycle, which is really interesting <laughs> right now. Uh, so much more interesting, all of the stuff between that and LeBron breaking the record, uh, just everything going on there. Uh, the John Morant, John Morant story, uh, just super interesting stuff. So NBA doing a terrific job, just kind of keeping itself relevant. And it's just, it's always wild stuff. Uh, 
the player movement, the trades here has just been really insane. So Hornets, Hornets a little quiet for sellers. Hornets quiet too. You thought that might happen. I'm curious if they try to buy anybody out and what happens there. Um, but again, we are going to so wrap. If something trickles through, go ahead, Bobby, finish. I up. was going to say they're in town tomorrow. So they'll just have Verger, Hayward, Oubre. Again, a yeah. lot of guys sticking around there. They're a lottery team, but that makes you think that they think if they can get one Binyama and get a guy like that with the players they already have, they might get back in the mix soon enough. So uh, they're in town tomorrow with a team that can push you at least. We'll see what happens there. Just no Plumley. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, we're going to we're gonna wrap it up. If something happens, something slipped through, we missed it, we will jump back on there. Uh, we're going to kill it here. Um, Celtics done dealing. They made one deal, Mike Muscala. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content, um, Celtics-related content. Um, and then, uh, you know, from, from Bobby, uh, Joe Sway, those guys over at the Garden, anything we get from the Celtics and obviously all of our Celtics podcasts on the network, many of whom I'm sure will be breaking down this deadline. So you get a lot of good, fresh information and analysis analysis there make sure to check that out thank you guys for joining us and we're talking about a post-game show yesterday a kevin durant traded 2 a.m special a mike muscala breaking news update today and then uh this trade deadline special taking us all the way through Celtics stand pat after having made a move earlier in the day around 12 o'clock they get mike muscala that's it they're done buyout market next we'll see what happens there and of course any big buyout market moves um where the celtics acquire somebody of course we will be back to talk to you about that as well we'll kick around some options on that in tomorrow's garden report make sure to tune in as the celtics take on the hornets for bobby manning john zanis we will see you guys later thank you so much for tuning in